0: what's good welcome back to the god's vibes podcast i am grateful that you are here excited for what you're about to experience i honor you for the time you are spending it's such a gift and i don't take that lightly so welcome to the god's vibes podcast welcome back and if you're new around here we're gonna do something fun today we have a community it's called courage co www.courageco.org. You can join that for free, where we do all sorts of fun things. We have prayer calls every other Wednesday morning, we have free monthly master classes and challenges every single month for free and offer a lot of support just in the community feed as well in addition to offering a couple of things within the community there is a courage co Masterclass, which is a monthly space where you can get access to all of the recordings all of the notes and additional coaching around that content and then we also have the gods vibes masterminds where you get access to the masterclass for free for an entire year and get to go through a mastermind experience that is three months long, but you get access to it for an entire year with live weekly coaching with me. So there's a lot of great things over there, but I share that because we hosted yesterday a Close the Gap Masterclass. And that's going to be part of the treat today about what we dive into and what we talk about. So if you feel like there is a gap in your life, we're going to talk a little bit about how you close that, what the gap is, and how you close that so that that is no longer something that holds you back. So if that is something that is speaking to you now, that is resonating, that is on your heart, if it feels like I'm reading your mail, hang out. (laughs) Or if you have somewhere to be, Take a screenshot of this so it ends up in your photos and you remember to come back and listen later. But I wanted to share a story first because I feel like this is relevant also. So I had such a blessing yesterday after I hosted the masterclass. I was able to hop on to a dear friend's Bible study. And to give you some context about why this is a big deal, we both met in Celebrate Recovery. I happen to be leading a Celebrate Recovery group, which I feel like God tricked me into. <laughs> if I'm just honest, I knew that I needed to start volunteering or start serving in a particular church that I was a part of at the time. And, you know, I had been going to that church maybe at this point for two years, something like that. So I was like, mm, I probably should just not like come and like consume and like receive, but start actually giving back. And so that was the space that God put on my heart. I'm like, you know, we'll just help in whatever way that looks. I didn't know that it would be a leadership position, but God knew me. And he also knew that unless I took a leadership position, I probably wouldn't show up fully for myself. But if I'm accountable and responsible for other people, I definitely would show up. So he knew me well and tricked me into leading a study that I really ended up in Celebrate Recovery, to be honest, for heartbreak, right? So he got me in there to heal my heart, but to also lead women through healing with him, which was wild. So I met this dear friend in my very first group that I was leading, and to see her now, this is now, I believe, how many years later? Like six, maybe more? Years later, leading her own Bible study talking about heroes of the faith, praying out loud over people, and just encouraging women was so, so powerful to experience. And I just got the blessing to come and watch her in action and receive and just be a participant in this space, which I will be doing every Wednesday (laughs) after things that I do as well. But it was such a blessing to be in this space. And while she was sharing. Something that she shared with me really hit me, and I had to share it with her, that she was really admiring this camaraderie that I have with God, that I embody what a friendship with God could look like, or what a relationship with God could look like, and just the faith that she's watched me develop and cultivate over the years, or this radical obedience that she has graciously praised me for, is is something that she really admires or that inspires her. And so I was sitting receiving this from her, grateful, of course, for that. But I was sitting here thinking and I was like, man, you know, what's really interesting is she asked a question about what are you doing that is hindering you (laughs) and what are you doing that is helping you, right? And I just thought, man, it's really interesting that God has me in this place where I can only move by faith. Like, literally, this is a faith only journey. You can only move by faith. And so while she was honoring and and pointing out or highlighting this faith that she sees, I was like, you know, what's crazy, though, is when you get to this faith that's new for me, where you get to this place where it's like, it won't happen. None of this will work in any area of my life unless God does it, right? Like, It's only God that's going to show up in these ways, like literally, you know, in other seasons, maybe I could say or find another reason or resource or or, uh, explanation for why things were unfolding the way they are. But right now I'm a position in literally every single area of my life, not even kidding, in every single area of my life where unless God shows up, it's not going to (laughs) work, like it's only God in so many areas of my life and so this is really interesting to me because I'm like it's doing something different to my faith because if it's only God that's the only place I can look like literally so it's not even something that I can say you know this is something that is that is me it's like it's almost like I keep asking God give me your faith because this is only you that can do it give me your faith and it's just so interesting to get to a place where You're trying to develop faith when then faith is all that you have. And it blows my mind because I am just somebody that lived in constant fear. So I just want to challenge you with that today. How are you helping yourself and how are you hindering yourself? For me, how I've always hindered myself is trying to use my logic, trying to lean on my own understanding, trying to strategize, trying to have all the plans, trying to plan out 5, 10, 15 years of your life, right? And have all the details laid out. And now it's like, nope. God, what's up? What are we doing? Where are we going? Who would you have me be? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? Like, let's let's go. Because if you don't give me strength, like, I got nothing. Like, and if you don't show up, nothing's going to happen, right? So it's very, very different when you're walking by faith. And I just want to challenge you with those things. One, where are you hindering or where are you helping yourself? And then two, are you walking more by faith or more by fear? Are you walking more by faith or more by fear? Okay, so I just want to use that as a lead in for this message because really and truly the path <laughs> is one scary thing at a time. You know, where you're trained to to shrink or to be small or to minimize or to repress or to hold back or to to not lean in where you're you're trained to do that, instead of doing those things, you do the exact opposite. You lean in and you do the scary hard thing. You know, people have said, eat your frogs, this is a a book, right? So do the hard thing, do the scary thing first, get it out of the way, but you just practice doing one scary thing a day, doing one scary thing at a time, one day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time, because those feelings on the inside don't go away. You'll just be able to recognize them for what they are and, and decide what you're gonna do when that starts coming up. So instead of living, Under the influence of debilitating fear, right? You can actually be, as the Bible says, a slave to God, right? We're a slave to something. Something is our master. Is it going to be fear? Is it going to be the government? Is it going to be media? Is it going to be your job? Is it going to be a relationship? Like, what are you submitted to? What are you a slave to? You could say, what are you anchored to? But I prefer the word slave because that makes me feel some kind of way. (laughs) Right? Like, who are you going to submit to? Who gets to rule your mind? Who gets to rule your spirit? Who gets to rule your emotions? Who gets to guide your life? Think about that. We often don't think about that. And when it's fear, that's the enemy. You're submitted to the enemy. You're a slave to the enemy. No, thank you. (laughs) So what I'm offering here, that the path is grace. You have to look to God only because there's no other way it can happen. And there's no other person that can get the glory. He is going to be the only explanation. So if you are in a place like me, I just want to encourage your heart today. When God has removed all of your props, (laughs) when he's removed all of your your resources, or the things that you were relying on, or the things that you thought were keeping you firm, when he's removed all that, and you don't have anything to stand on other than him, the rock. He's the only explanation for what gets to happen next in your life, and he's going to be the one that gets all the credit. Sometimes he will send people to help you, right? But sometimes he won't because it will only be him that gets the credit, right? He might use people, but it's clearly only going to be him that gets the credit. Okay, so something also, if you are in a time or a space like this, it is so important that you learn how to encourage yourself. Because when strength is coming from your inside, everything else comes into alignment. But you've got to be strong on your inside to show up in the arena of life in a very different way. All right, now I think something to to really think about, and I feel like is a really profound quote before we get into this message today. Give this a listen. God isn't interested in behavior modification, but soul transformation. He wants healing and wholeness for us, and we need to lean in and trust him. Okay? God isn't interested in behavior modification, but soul transformation. He wants healing and wholeness for us. Lean in and trust him. I feel like that is so, so powerful. So, so powerful. Okay? God isn't looking at us just to change our behavior, to get right, or to perform some kind of way. He's interested in our soul transformation, right? Having a pure heart, having a right spirit, having a renewed mind. God is interested in what's happening on the inside, not the outside. And this is important to acknowledge. The areas of your focus determine the areas of your reward. The areas of your neglect determine the areas of your pain. Yikes. (laughs) The areas of your focus determine the areas of reward. The areas of neglect determine the areas of your pain. So I'll break this down for me personally, right? You get what you focus on whether you want it or not. (laughs) You get what you expect whether you want it or not, right? So you might say that you want something, but if that's not what you're expecting, you're not going to get it, right? So I was somebody that was neglected. So I learned how to neglect myself. I learned how to betray myself. I learned how to abandon myself. And that just turned into a lot of outward living, people pleasing, codependency, a lot of unhealthy relationship dynamics, lack of boundaries, right? high achieving, perfectionistic. I had a lot of that stuff operating when I didn't know who I was. And because I neglected myself, I didn't know myself. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what was possible for me. I wasn't nurturing what was inside of me at all. I couldn't even be with me. I couldn't even embrace be still and know. Like That was not happening right? It was just achieve, 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 do, 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 make it happen, right? I was that person. I was useful, (laughs) right? But when your identity is caught up in that, that can get really, really overwhelming. And what ended up happening was I started living in massive amounts of pain, okay? So until I started changing my focus, my hunger was for love, to know love because relationships were a big deal to me and the impact that I was having on other people, And I knew that if I didn't love myself, which I didn't know how to do, if I didn't know the author, (laughs) that I would need to start focusing on love to get really good at that and have healthy relationships with myself, with God, with other people as a reward, right? I wanted to start mastering in love. And we love well when we learn to love well in the season that we're in. So the challenge for me, instead of focusing on neglecting myself, whether you know intentionally or not, right, instead of focusing on bullying myself, instead of focusing on beating myself up to drive an outcome, I started to have to learn how to love myself. What do I need? What do I want? How can I care for myself right now? I had zero way to answer these for a long time in my life. But I was determined to master in love and make that my ministry and get really, really good at it because I also knew that I then would have authentic love so that I could actually love God, I could love myself, I could love other people. And that was everything for me because I knew the opposite. Okay, so (laughs) before we even get to the message today, there's a quote that says, Don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. And that's like, whoa, don't be so earthly minded like all of humanity (laughs) that you're no heavenly good in ways that you can make a radical change that are very simple, right? Because if you're like, oh, crap, I'm like very earthly minded. Hear you hear you. That's human. Right. But there are things that you can do about it. And they don't they're not super complicated. We just have to be committed and intentional about it. Number one meditate on God's word, right? If you really want to align with God, track with his vibes, build spirit-driven success, which is his personal success plan for you, not what it looks like for somebody else, not what the world is telling you, not what some guru is presenting, but God's plan for you that he laid out beforehand that you might walk in it. If you want that, if you want to know God, To be an instrument in his hands, you have to hide his word in your heart. You've got to store up the word in your heart. So you do that by meditating on it. It says meditate on his word day and night. Let that be your focus. Let that be your substance. Let that be what is literally bringing you life. And number two, get rid of distractions. Delete apps off your phone if you have to, right? Like only get on Facebook or Instagram from your computer. Watch how that changes your life. Don't watch the news. Read a book, (laughs) right? Get rid of distractions. If they are not serving you and your mission and your purpose in this season, they are distractions. If they don't line up with priorities that you have identified. and If you haven't identified priorities, start there. Identify priorities. And if things don't line up with that, they are on a distraction list and they don't make the cut in this season, right? Because you need to be focused, singular in your focused, fix, set your mind and keep it set because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Okay, And what a lot of people won't tell you is that clarity from your life doesn't come from just having planning sessions and having goals and setting outcomes and running after that. And I'm for those things. There is wisdom in writing the vision and making it plain. So I'm not denying that, but that's not what actually brings the clarity into your life. It's good to have vision, but clarity for your life will come from movement, Hear that? Clarity in your life will come from movement. Ideas, strategies, goals will not change your life. It's the implementation and execution of those, of an idea, of a goal, of a desire, of a God dream. It's the implementation and execution of those that will change your life. Clarity comes when you're implementing, when you're executing, when you're in motion, when you're moving. It's the action. It's what we do with the desires God put in our heart that is everything. And it's who we're being as we're taking action, right? We don't want to just have works, right? When you're building in fear, you're not building with God. When you're building in faith, you are. So think about that, faith movements, making faith moves, courageous faith moves, obeying what God tells you. He'll often give you an inspired action and you get to respond with instant obedience, knowing that if you don't, he will find another willing vessel. That's just it. I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and was sharing, She was sharing about a dream that God put in her heart. And she said, you know what? I'd be really upset if I saw that somebody else created this vision that God put in my heart. And I said, well, you know what? That's exactly how I felt before I wrote my first book. And that's exactly how I knew that it was time to write it. Because if not me, God will find another willing vessel. And that would be disappointing because he initially chose me. Right? It's a deep one. So if you're sitting on the couch, waiting, trying to get the vision, it's not going to come. You have to move. You have to move. And I know one of the things that keeps me accountable is working with a coach. And that's why I do the work that I do and that I've been doing it literally since 2019 when I met my very first coach. I knew that I couldn't get into movement by myself, that I had this terrible habit of showing up for other people and not myself. I'd become a master at self-sabotage. I knew how to get in my own way. <laughs> I knew how to beat myself in my mind. I knew how to be in all of the wrong emotions that didn't help me move forward. I knew how to get stuck on habits and patterns that were just keeping me stuck and I didn't know how to get out of those. I didn't know how to dream. <laughs> I never had a space for that in my life, so I didn't even think I needed it. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. I needed somebody to hold space for me, to help me work out what is on the inside of me that would care enough to do it. I needed to invest in me. And that was one of the things. I stopped sitting on the discomfort and I asked for help. And I got a coach and it's changed my life. That's why I do the work that I do. And that's why I literally still hire coaches working with one now, right? Like, it's just what I do. I keep accountability in everything that I do. It's so, so important. And we don't know what we don't know. We can sit, like I just said, and try to plan 5, 10, 20 years of your life. But that's not necessarily what brings the vision, right? We can think we know, but we really have no idea, right? Because God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Vision is just knowing what your life is going to be. Come on, somebody. It's just knowing what your life is going to be. Who you are, what you stand for, what your life is about. Right? What is if your if your life were a movie, right, and it had a theme, what would the theme be? What would that movie be about? That's vision. What do you feel that God has put in your heart? What are you here to do that no one else can do? What are you here to express that no one else can express? Right? The reality is people might front like they have it all figured out, but it's not true, right? Even the great people, whoever you look up to that says, you know, that, that has done great things in the world, they didn't have a clue, likely, about anything that they'd done before they did it. They just took the next step. Okay, so anything that I've done in my entire life, this could be like getting into a grad school program that I had no background in, this could be like writing a book, this could be becoming a coach, right? All of these things I did not have a background in, I had never seen anybody do this kind of stuff. And I was battling massive fear in all of these lies. I'm not creative. I'm not qualified. I don't know how to do that. I don't have technology experience. I'm not gifted in that way right? I have the same set of stuff, right? But you don't have to have a clue. That's the freeing thing, right? You just have to take the next step. So whatever it is that you're thinking about, whatever is on your heart, don't think about all the strategies and the turn-by-turn directions. It's just the next scary step that you take, right? By courage, by faith, So two questions that you can ask yourself. Number one, what is the next step? God, what's the next step? And maybe it's the last thing he told you, but what's the next step? What's that thing that you can't shake that you keep thinking about? It's probably your next step. (laughs) What are you missing? Number one, what is the next step? Number two, what are you missing? Get silent and find power. In the pause. It's really amazing how clear life can get when that next step is revealed. The next steps are laid in front of us when we have the courage to take them, when we ask for the next step, and when we continue to seek God's favor in our life. When you trust, when you take the next step and decide what God can bring into your life, what you are available for, it's amazing how your life will transform. Something that we do in the Mastermind, right? It's really about living your most courageous and impactful story, about transforming self-sabotage into self-mastery, about building spirit-driven success in every single area of your life about getting activated in your identity, about co-laboring and partnering with God in the areas that matter most in your life, right? Until you make it every area. About stepping into your influence and into your impact and who you're here to be and about expanding that, multiplying that because you're here to do that. You're here to rule and reign in the areas that God has called you to. You're anointed for it. But you've got to get activated into it and step fully into it and keep taking steps, right? So when you trust and take the next step and decide what you're available for, you get your faith out for something far out. You show God what you're ready for him to do in your life. God, who do you want to be in my life? God, blow my mind by how you show up and show out for me. Help me to walk in step with you. Right? Ooh, I feel that scary thing. But thank you that you give me strength to take that step. Ooh, that feels uncomfortable. But thank you, God, that you empower me by your spirit to do what is right in your sight. Right? You just take those steps. You're going to feel it and you're still going to step. That's courage in action. Right? So I just want to encourage you today to fight the good fight of becoming who you're here to be. Nothing less will do. There's no playing small. There's no more fear. This is a faith only journey. And I declare that as you do this, you will birth every promise that God has put in your heart. You will become everything that he's created you to be. Okay? So good. Let's talk about (laughs) closing the gap a little bit now, shall we? That was my mini sermon. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) All right. So where you are, just imagine... Look at the details. You know where you are. You can feel where you are. You're like, right. But the interesting thing about this is this this gap, right? This void that we fear is really also the only space that can deliver all of our deepest desires that really contains within it everything we've ever imagined might be. It's a void of what is possible. And when it comes to the unknown, What we believe in, the unknown, is what will come out of it. So if we are terrified of it, if we just imagine the worst case scenarios, oh my gosh, we create that, we expect that, and we get what we expect, whether we want it or not, right? But the unknown is the most limitless realm of infinite potential. Anything can happen here, and anything might be. And when we don't have the answers, we leave wide open spaces within our lives, spaces that can be filled with the wondrous, the mysterious, the unexpected in the best way, the better than we could ever have dreamt it up for ourselves things, right? Everything in this void, everything in this unknown is what's possible with God, right? We are solutionaries, if you will. We are God's solution on the earth for problems that are here, right? We are heaven sent to solve problems in the earth. We are an answer, right? It's a very dangerous prayer when you say, Lord, make me an answer. (laughs) Careful if you pray that one, right? But you are. You are an answer to a problem that you are wired to solve. Okay? So where you are, there's a gap, there's a void, but this is a place of possibility. This is a place of limitless potential. This is a place where God wants to show you who he is and where he wants to reveal what's possible in and through you. That should excite you, not terrify you. And you might feel excitement (laughs) and terror at the same time. They can coexist, right? And where you want to be, you might want to have more leadership, more joy, more meaningful work, more passion, more legacy, more fulfillment, more significance, impact, healthy relationships, confidence, community, freedom, love, healing, self-mastery. You might want more of all of these things in your life. There might be one thing that you're like, ooh, I want that thing, right? But what we think is what we want, let's just call it happiness, is out there. We're not gonna be happy until that happens, until we get there, which means we diminish exactly where we are, okay? And the gap from where you are to where you want to be is breakthrough, multiple breakthroughs, right? And it's gonna be commitment and intention that gets you through those breakthroughs, and it's going to require believing bigger and living bolder, huge, huge. One of the women in the mastermind today was saying, too, that one of the great things about that mastermind is it combines almost like a small group with, you know, biblical principles and and master life coaching and sort of like NLP and like this emotional management stuff and like heart work and uh, prophetic. Like there's so much that's in here and it's just like in this like neat package that somehow makes sense and transforms your life. I was like, awesome. <laughs> but really what's happening in the mastermind is you start believing bigger and living bolder in every area of your life because of the unique combination that's in there, but mostly because of God. It's God. You're giving God more space to show up in your life and you're becoming a testimony of what's possible with him. But clarity for the path. Think about clarity like this. Clarity is the force that is driving you. Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He's got total clarity, right? He's got God's perspective, okay? And that can be, can be the force that is driving you. It does not have to be fear, right? There is this part of you that knows, the still, small voice. There's this part of you that knows, but we haven't developed the habit, the practice, the intention of listening to this voice or trusting it. We've learned to neglect, to betray, to ignore, to sabotage instead, so the gap, dun, 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 the gap is edging God out. It is your ego, right? We have this tendency to think like, I got this. I'm independent, self-sufficient. What's up? I got it. <laughs> I don't need help. I'm good. Really though? Mm-mm. <laughs> you lying, right? But we do this thing and we like edge God out. We're like, we got this, right? God's like, all right, cool. Like you got it. Go you. You work all that out, right? And if we edge him out, we don't see him in anything, right? But if we commit everything we do to the Lord, we see his hands in everything. And man, does it work out totally different, way better when you have him involved in everything that you do, right? So your gap can actually be filled with courage, healing, trust, growth, right? Work. Faith without works is dead, right? Like you will have to work, but it's different when you're taking inspired actions versus forced actions, right? Anything by force isn't exactly it, right? You might have to fight inside, right? To get your soul in line, but you're not gonna have to go after things with that kind of force, right? You've gotta trust and surrender more usually, okay? But here's the beauty. With your awareness awakened, anything is possible. The word says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you might know the hope to which you are called to, right? When you start waking up, you can see different. And when you see different, you feel different about who you are and you start moving different in the world. So I just want to offer this question how many aspects of your life have you actually chosen intentionally like i choose this versus how many have you inherited how many aspects of your life have you chosen versus how many have you inherited This is wild, right? When you actually think about it, like what belief systems are you actually choosing versus what have you inherited by what you grew up in, by what you're receiving on social media, by what you're watching on the news, by what you're getting in the culture at work or whatever, right? Like how many aspects of your life, your thoughts, your behaviors, your environments, what you're creating, right? How many of that is something that you inherited and that you're just replicating And how many of that are you actually intentionally choosing one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time? A lot of times we live our lives without questioning anything. We just accept it as normal, and it's not normal. It's not normal, right? And we might start coming up with things like, oh, it's genetic. No. No. (laughs) You can step into way more healing and health and freedom if you change that thought. It gets to be different for you because you decided it does. What happens, too, is likely a majority of the people even listening to this podcast have been through trauma. You're definitely not alone if that is the case. But trauma... In our life creates this fundamental belief that we have to betray who we are in order to survive. So it teaches us how to survive and that that is what life is. So we just try to get through everything. We have zero clue how to thrive because it's not who we believe that we are. We had to survive and that's just what we accept as normal. But it's not normal. The good news is is that awakening is for anybody who wants to change who aches to heal, to thrive, and to shine, okay? Something that I do to help people discover freedom, I do a lot of work one-on-one with people That's some of where the most impactful work happens when we're working one-on-one together because it's so personal and it's consistent, right? You're getting this weekly coaching for an hour all about you and your life, right? So when you start investing in yourself, To that degree, every single week, your life for sure changes. It can't not change, right? But something that I help clients do to discover freedom is this beautiful tool that I've taken myself through many times. But essentially, you can picture three circles that intersect. One of them is who, one of them is what, and then the third is how. And they're all connected, right? And essentially, who is your identity. This is who you believe that you are. And you can find this by all the different roles that you play in your life. I'm a mother. I'm a boss. I'm a CEO. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. I'm a whatever, right? That's who I am. Okay? And because I believe that's who I am, I start doing things that I expect <laughs> those different roles would do, right? I do what a quote-unquote good mother would do, right? I do what a good quote-unquote leader would do, right? Right? But we have interesting rules for what we believe, quote unquote, good leaders are or good mothers are or good friends are. We've got these really interesting rules that we don't even examine. Then because we believe that that's what those roles do, how we do things is really interesting. Sometimes if we really don't like a role that we have, what we do is kind of like half hearted at best and how we do it is weak weak, just poor quality, like you ain't in it at all. like why are you even doing it? right? But we show up like that. So somebody that believes that you know work is hard, that money is hard to earn, right? They believe that they are, you know in poverty. Let's say they have a poverty mindset. That's just who they are. They're poor. They might identify that way. They might not say that out loud, but they might identify that deeply in their spirit. That might be what they believe. If that's who they are, right? I'm poor, right? If they believe that, then what they do is they're kind of just like, man, like, I don't want to go to work today. This sucks. I want to just, you know what I mean? And then they might have like some addictive habit, like smoking or something that's like hurting themselves, harming themselves. It's not giving them any sort of benefit whatsoever other than relief from the moment, a way to numb and ignore the moment of misery that they're in. And then how they do things, they're not present. They're not paying attention. They're just getting through it. And it's painful, right? They're not even in it at all, right? Now, flip that around. Somebody that believes that they are wealthy, right? That they're abundant, right? What they do, they might be actually like very generous. They might have different energy in how they show up. They might be very passionate about what they're doing and the work they're doing in the world. And they might be very energized in how they go about every task that they have. But this is all starting from their who, who you believe you are at your core. Right? Might have come from what other people say. Oh, you're the good one. You're the perfect one. You're the high achieving one. You're the one we can count on. Right? Like we get these interesting ideas of who we believe we are in our head. Who you believe you are affects what you do. Just examine it and then how you do it. Okay? So try this one. I am a child of the most high God. I am a king's kid. What does a king's kid do? Well, they imitate God. Be imitators of God. That's what they do. And how they do it? With joy, with passion, with presence, with enthusiasm, with courage, with faith, with boldness. That's what's up, right? But if you believe that, I'm a child of the Most High God. I am a king's kid, right? I am the righteousness of Christ. That's not even something I have to earn. Like, I am that. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, what I do in life is totally different. I'm not trying to achieve things. I'm working from victory. I move different. I'm not desperate. I'm not begging. I'm not pleading. I'm not trying to be flashy or anything. I just own who I am. That's what I do. And I take steps of obedience. I follow through on these inspired actions that I'm getting. And how do I do that? With humility, with trust, with faith, with gratitude. You see how this works? Just from how we identify and who we believe ourselves to be. So freedom comes from creating your own safety and breaking whatever negative patterns you start to be awakened to, healing from any of the past that is still connected to those patterns, right? If you have a pattern that's still coming up, it's likely that you're still connected to the past in some way, and then you actively create Who you are actually formed, shaped, and anointed to be every single day. Okay? You become an active participant in your life. You become the creator of your reality, not the victim of it. That is a totally different operating system. And you can see why coaching is necessary. (laughs) Right? If you're changing your entire programming, I promise you, you will change your life. But you have to be willing to invest in yourself for that to happen. But it's fun. It's not just painful. It is fun. It is exhilarating. It is exciting. Seeing God show up, seeing God empower you, seeing God radically transform you from the inside out. This is not self-helping your way. This is not you taking any of the credit. This is letting God be God in your life, okay? And you are the man or the woman for the job. That's that's just the truth. And the more you do this work, the more you commit to it every day, there's gonna come a time when you look in the mirror, like for real, for real, like you look at yourself in your eyeballs, you look into your soul and you are awestruck by the person looking back at you. Where once you couldn't even look at her or him, now you look at that person and you're like, yo, I see you and I'm so proud of you. Thank you for not giving up. Look at you still standing, what up, right? This work gives you the power to transform yourself into the person you've always been at your core. But maybe you never gave yourself the permission or the grace to be. Healing really is a conscious process that can be lived daily through changes in our habits and our patterns. It's awakening to these and owning what we want to create instead. And this practice is rooted in freedom, in choice, and ultimately empowerment. Right When you invest and sow into freedom, into choice, and into empowerment, that's what you'll have in your life. Come on. So, really, the shift about closing the gap is an identity shift, okay? This is shifting from sickness and surviving, broken consciousness, into thriving, right? When you are somebody that is used to surviving, You've got to shift in the thriving because that's not your operating system. That's not what you're used to. We had a question about broken consciousness. This is something that I teach a lot about. But essentially, what I can do to break this down for you is just visualize your being. Okay, You have a spirit. This is where you commune with God. You have a soul, which is your mind. It's basically all your insides. It's your mind, what you're thinking about. right? It's your emotions and all of that fuel. All that energy that you're putting in motion every day, either knowingly or unknowingly. (laughs) It's what you're storing up in your heart. It's your mind. It's your will. It's your emotions, right? Your ability, your will is your power, your capacity, right? Your ability to step out, to activate your authority, to walk in power, to be empowered, right? To be a powerful person. You have a will to do that. You have free will. You have the ability to choose, to practice discipline, self-control, all of these things, we have a will to do that, right? We have free choice. Nobody's controlling us, we control us, right? And then you have your body, okay? And this is where you have your five senses, this is your your vehicle to experience this physical earth with, right? Thank God that we have these bodies that we get to interact in the world with, right? So we've got the spirit, we've got a soul, and we've got a body. Now check this out, right? Broken consciousness happens because a lot of us live just in our body, Mm hmm. <laughs> so we observe our reality. We like bring on the opinions of other people. We're consumed with the approval of man. We're obsessed with, with what people think about with our image and how we look. Right. We're obsessed with it. We need to, to be a big deal. We don't even actually know what that means. We just need to make sure the world knows that we think that that means. Right. So we, we do all of these things. We're actors in the world, and we're just letting that influence who we are. We freak out by what's on the news. You know what I mean? We get caught up in gossip and drama and just like what's happening. It doesn't really require a whole lot of energy. It's just available, right? Then everything that we're experiencing in our physical, that's influencing what we're thinking about. That's influencing how we feel every day. Like watch the news for 30 minutes and watch how you feel. Dare you, right? Watch what you start thinking about. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's awful. I can't believe that. Can you believe, right? None of that's positive, right? Then, what are you storing up in your heart? So now you got all this craziness going on in your inside. you basically turn yourself into a frantic, anxious person that's stressed out every day. Cool, and then you don't even know where your spirit is. Broken consciousness, right? You have no idea who you are, the power you possess, and you definitely aren't walking in it when you're influenced by all that other stuff. There's no inside-out journey happening here. You're just literally getting infected by things that are outside of you. You are meant to influence the things outside of you. That's why we seek the kingdom first, right? So that we can actually bring heavenly influence to the earth that needs it so desperately. Okay? When we have broken consciousness, we can't do that. So awakening is everything, okay? But as I mentioned before, it doesn't matter if you can just understand this conceptually. You've got to be able to shift from knowing something to doing something because you don't know what you know until you actually practice it, right? A good teacher doesn't know they're a good teacher until they actually teach, okay? Good writer doesn't know they're a good writer until they're actually writing something, (laughs) right? So you can have... And this is probably true for you. This is probably happened to you, right? You can have a transformational experience and go right back into old habits and behaviors and wonder, like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why can't I change? I just had this amazing experience just three months ago. What's up? Like, why am I back in this old behavior? Right. But to truly self-actualize, to actualize yourself, who you are. Right. And often what makes coaching so valuable is you have to engage in the work of making new choices every single day. One day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. That is always the path. None of us know what happens tomorrow. We don't even know if we're promised tomorrow. That is the truth. You, however, can be an active participant in your own well-being not your destruction, and you can be that now. You get what you're expecting, whether you want it or not. Healing is a choice. You don't have to live in broken consciousness. You don't have to live by your programming. You can intentionally choose one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. Oh, but that's work. That sounds really hard. Yeah, we sound like that. But what's the alternative? Um, You're living in it. Yeah, (laughs) that's the truth. Like, you're living in it. Would you rather just keep getting more of what is or do you actually want to change? Because both are hard. Choose your hard, right? Practice means harnessing your power, right? You get to practice harnessing your power to change every day. And you're going to, right? Like, change is a constant. Whether you're an active participant in it or not is something that you choose every day or not. One of the best ways to change is to encourage yourself, to literally pour courage into yourself or find people that can do it every single day. So that's one of the best things when I first start working with folks too. They start getting my voice in their brain, which is starting to be their inner coach, right? Because I believe the work of any great coach is not not to make... Replicas. I don't even know what that means, right? But to activate people in their own power and help them trust the voice of God on the inside of them, right? Just teaching them what their power is and helping them to operate it in every day, that is the best thing ever. But if that starts with them hearing my voice, cool, but it's not gonna be my voice, right? It's their voice. It's the voice of God inside of them, guiding and establishing their steps to help them walk in alignment with his will, his purpose, his plan for their life, okay? So, If you feel stuck, often what is happening is your past experiences and conditioning is coming up still, okay? It's making you think that change isn't possible, but I assure you that that's not the case, right? The first way to change is to practice imagining a future that's different from your past and present realities. Okay, so this used to be something that I was horrible at. Okay, I used to be very good at visualizing the future, but all the things that I didn't want to have happen. Oh my God, that could happen. And then if that happens, and this is gonna happen. And if that happens, then I have to, right? It was crazy. I called it future tripping because I was on a trip. Trip. <laughs> Only to places that I never wanted to go, right? And then inevitably, I started steering myself in those directions, right? But what I wasn't good at and what I need help with and what I still put around me is people that help me to see clearly, right? People to hold me accountable to what I actually do want. Don't practice these default patterns that don't get you what you want. Start practicing these new ones, right? And see what starts happening until you start developing more confidence in that. Something that I offered yesterday was something that's called future self journaling. So if that's true for you too, where you feel like you've gotten caught up on a future trip, (laughs) no judgment. I feel you. Future self journaling is great because it's really a daily practice that's aimed at helping you break out of this subconscious patterning and this autopilot that you live in every day and becoming more aware of this conditioning and these habits that are keeping you stuck. Okay, so you can start witnessing ways that you remain stuck as you're journaling. You start setting conscious daily intentions to change every day, and you set small actionable steps that really support daily choices that are aligned with a different outcome that you do desire. So you are clear on action that can take you closer to that, and you take a step towards that every day. And then you're empowering these daily choices despite any distractions or mental resistance that come up. Because they will, right? Especially when you commit to something new, for sure you're going to have resistance and distractions. That's just a promise. It's a guarantee, right? But you just set yourself that no matter what, no matter what distractions try to come up, like this is what I'm determined to do, no matter what. Okay? So you start basically from this practice alone, keeping this promise with yourself. So just imagine if you started imagining a future that you wanted to be a part of, (laughs) (laughs) and that you wanted to create actively every day, what would you gain in keeping that promise to yourself? The reality is very few of us, very few, the number is scary, of people that actually have a real connection to who they are, very few of us actually have that connection. Yet, the even crazier part is is that we want other people to see through our layers of self-betrayal and into our core self. We're like, I'm not even being my real self. I don't even know who that is. I keep betraying that person, but love me. Right? That's what we do. (laughs) They're like, look at all my fake. Love me. Right? And then you're like, you don't even get me. Well, of course they don't. You're not being a real human. Then, while we genuinely want to change, we don't have the practical tools to understand how to create the changes we seek to make. That can be a really scary place to be. We can't expect others to do for us, what we can't and won't do for ourselves, right? A relationship is not going to save you. More busyness is not going to bring freedom to your life. It's not going to happen, right? You have to be able to start being still, start investing in yourself, starting developing this relationship with yourself. And it looks like going from autopilot to being present, right awareness is great and you start developing awareness by being more present actively in every moment there's a quote that says we don't remember days we remember moments okay like for example i could ask you like where were you on 910 back in whatever year that was <laughs> Right, but if I asked you, like, where were you on 9 11 all these years ago? You know exactly where you were, exactly what it smelled like, exactly what was flashing on TV. You would know because that moment you were fully engaged in, you were fully present in, it had your attention. But so many of us don't remember moments because we're not even present in any of them, right? A lot of times people will say, Oh, I don't even have memories from this age to this age because they were doing so many things at once, they were multitasking, they were like literally not present in any of the moments so there was nothing to remember that's kind of sad right some brain scans this is going to blow your mind it blew my mind some brain scans indicate that we only operate five percent of the time um in a conscious state so we only use five percent of our brain in a conscious state the rest of it is on autopilot That's so much of your brain that you're not using, but a brain scan is picking this up. Like you're just operating on like no new intention, no creativity, no new habits. Like you're just on autopilot and old programming. To make it worse, (laughs) right? I'm just creating a great case for you, but to make it worse, the subconscious brain, right? Like our conditioned brain loves comfort and familiarity, even if it's bad for us. Okay, so we're going to keep practicing these habits that do us no good, right? Because we're not evolutionary wired for change. What does this mean for you? You've got to intentionally create it. You have to decide that you and who you are becoming are worth fighting for. You creating your reality is the greatest gift that you can give to yourself and people around you. Not giving them more pain, not just allowing projection and cycles of dysfunction to continue, but being the brave one that's willing to pause, to be still, to heal, to grow, to get aware, to be present, to feel, all of that. And you can do that with consciousness practices. There's many of them. You can do a guided meditation. Something that I love is called prophetic soaking. So I love listening to worship music without words, and maybe there'll be a prompt God, I have this situation. I turn this over to you. Show me who you want to be in this situation. And I'll just like lay down. I'll put like an eye mask over my eyes and I'll just listen for whatever God wants to reveal. Or just, you know, sometimes I'll see images too of, of what will do. And maybe you won't be in that moment, but I'll. For sure, be like resting in him in that moment, which is refreshing in and of itself. And then later it'll start to get answered. It's wild, right? But it's a holy surrender, and I can just like soak and legit soothe my soul. So I love doing that. Journaling, that future self journaling is great. Intention setting, prayer, right? But you can build your consciousness and you can build it even by practicing just being present in the moment and do it in like routine tasks that you're not even paying attention to doing. Right. It's scary. So many people are like texting and driving. They're not even paying attention. They're not even looking at the road, (laughs) but they're so on automatic that they, you know what I mean? They're like, Whoa, I don't even know how I got home. Like I was like on my phone this whole time. What? Right. But you can start paying attention. Like turn off your radio, actually pay attention. Like what is going on in your car? Is there dust on the dashboard? What does the steering wheel feel like in your hands? Right. Do you have the seat warmer on? Like pay attention literally to every single detail in moments, pay attention when you're doing the laundry, when you're doing the dishes. Like, start paying attention in these moments and intentionally being present through every aspect of it just to develop more consciousness. Okay. Another great thing you can do is start awakening your greatest ally. And you can do this by practicing different daily habits. You can do this by changing a belief system because a belief really is just a practiced thought that's grounded in some sort of lived experience. You've just agreed that this is true for you and you've accepted that, but it's just a practice thought. It's just a thought that you keep thinking, which means you can practice new ones, right? So you can do a belief audit and just while witnessing your thoughts throughout the day, start noticing things like, what are you thinking about yourself? What are you thinking about others in your relationships? What are you thinking about your past? What are you thinking about your present? What are you thinking about your future? Right, And if you notice anything that you would like to change, you can write down the old belief and write the new one. I recommend, though, backing this with the word of God. So whatever the new belief is, back it with the truth. Okay, now something that was really, really powerful was learning about inner child work too. So I'm just going to introduce this as an idea, but essentially when we are young, we learn to show up in a way that we feel will allow us to earn love, right? Like our greatest need is to feel significant, to feel loved, to be worthy, right? So we're going to start observing what that looks like within dynamics in the home, usually, right? Like identity starts forming and what you believe about yourself as early as seven years old, okay? So we start forming these things when we're young, but when we don't examine them, we like bring that into adulthood and you can imagine... There's lots of adults that are out there living like children, right? But we all have this inner child on the inside that needs the wise adult that we are today or (laughs) one that we will train today. Okay, so I'm just going to give you an idea of what some of these are because a great practice is to recognize when this inner child is coming out and who you can decide to be instead. So where this inner child sometimes likes to act out to get attention or to get love, right, you are love and you are wise and you can soothe that inner child and talk to yourself in a different way, right, and support yourself and have your own back. So I'll just give you a sense of what some of these are. There is the caretaker, and this inner child archetype, if you will, is developed from a lot of codependent dynamics, and this archetype develops a sense of identity and self-worth through neglecting their own needs. They believe that the only way they can receive love is to cater to others and ignore their own needs. Okay? Then there's the overachiever. The overachiever feels seen, heard, and valued through success and achievement. This archetype uses external validation as a way to cope with low self-worth. They believe that the only way to receive love is through achievement. And already you might be like, well, crap, I'm both. (laughs) You might be many of these at different times, but just notice where this is coming from. You might believe that this is who you are, but it is not. This is patterns, habits, beliefs that you practiced and actually gained evidence of and learned experience, but it doesn't mean that it's true or that that's who you get to become, okay? Underachiever. This archetype keeps themselves small, unseen, and beneath their potential due to the fear or criticism or shame about failure. So, so crazy. And they really take themselves out of the emotional game before it's even played. They believe that the only way to receive love is to stay invisible. The rescuer protector. This archetype ferociously attempts to rescue those around them in an attempt to heal from their own vulnerability. They view others as helpless, incapable, and dependent and derive their love and self-worth from being in a position of power but it's false power, right? They believe that the only way to receive love is to help others by focusing on their wants and needs and helping them solve all their problems. So as you can imagine, you can get all caught up in like doing things for other people and then you have no idea who you are, what you want, what your dreams are. And that can turn into resentment pretty quick too life of the party. This archetype is always the happy, cheerful, comedic person who never shows pain, weakness, or vulnerability. They're like the charmer, right? They believe that the only way to feel okay and receive love is to make sure everyone around them is happy. And you can see how quickly that will lead to pain because that will never work. The yes person This person drops everything and neglects all needs in the service of others. They believe that the only way to receive love is to be both good and selfless, like self-sacrificial to a fault. And then the hero worshiper. This one needs to have a person or guru to follow. They believe that the only way to receive love is to reject their own needs and desires and view others as a model to learn how to live. Okay. So these are all inner child archetypes. If you want to do a little more research on this on your own. But these come up as past conditioning. So I just want to give you some examples of what does that mean? When my conditioning is showing up, here's an actual example of past conditioning that shows up. Like, why do I keep feeling like I have to achieve, achieve, achieve? Like, I actually feel miserable. Where is that coming from? Well, you thought that that need, right, would actually give you love. So, you kept achieving because you thought that as long as you kept achieving, you would be lovable. You would be loved. You might have learned that that is not true, right? But when you actually own that you are love and that you are loved, right? Then you actually don't need that archetype to survive anymore. And you can intentionally choose who you're going to be in every moment instead versus just letting that run like wild, okay? So it's basically shifting from this ego where you've edged God out entirely and you've got this, your archetype has got this at this point, and you shift to empowerment consciousness, which comes from the spirit, right? Like We move by grace through faith. We are given divine enablement. It's not something that we muster. It's like, yo, God, apart from you, (laughs) I am nothing. And apart from you, I can do no good thing. If it's up to me, I ain't got strength for this. I, I don't even have focus for this. But you, you show up strong in my weakness. So let's go. Right? Different. I'm not getting the credit. Like, I know it's you. Like, game on. Let's do this. <laughs> There's a divine exchange that happens, right? Like, I give you my weakness, God, and you give me your strength. Game on. Let's do some things, right? So when you notice an archetype coming up, something that's great, you can do this mentally. If you can't do it mentally, you can write a note too. But you basically write a note to this inner child from your why self now. What up, girl? I know you're trying to get love, but you are so loved. We don't need to do that anymore. Here's what we're going to do instead. We got this. Right? So it's starting to talk to yourself instead of this person that like is hating on you and bullying you in your brain and has this really like poor, poor self-image and narrative you flip it by loving yourself and loving this inner child that's still very much alive on the inside of you okay and the ego yes it's edging god out but it's also this narrative or this story about yourself that keeps you living in a painful yet really predictable narrative so all these inner child archetypes are painful and predictive narratives because it's just trying to self-protect and self-preserve, which will never lead you to being powerful and dominating in your purpose and your destiny, which you're supposed to do, okay? So what you can do is you can choose the right thoughts You can use negative thoughts as an early warning system of like, whoop, we're drifting in the wrong direction. We're not partnering with God right now. You can reframe your thoughts and you can practice declarations of truth and start affirming that in your being, right? Because self-efficacy is our belief that we are capable of doing something. So whereas you develop this belief that you're powerless, that you're helpless, that you can't do something, you start building belief that you can. And that's something that you're doing with God. That's something that you're doing with a coach. That's something that you're doing with people that are are actively out there being examples of what's possible and modeling the way for you. You start exposing yourself to people that are doing what you desire to do. Okay? Okay. And self-efficacy directly relates to our ability to achieve a goal that we set for ourselves. We can grow it through taking risks, through celebrating small wins every single day, right? And imitating the actions of inspiring people around us. And my definition of inspiring is literally in spirit, right? I'm walking in spirit, in step with the Holy Spirit, okay? And when you think about, oh, well, this all sounds great, Juliana, this sounds fun, right? But you're like, I don't have the resources to invest in myself or whatever the thoughts are. Like I've heard them all, right? I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't, whatever. And are you done making excuses or do you really want to show up for your life? That'd be the first thing that I would say. Secondly, it's not, I'm a truth teller because I don't believe that enabling people to stay stuck is love. I also don't believe that allowing people to be in denial is love. I don't believe that allowing people to give up on themselves is caring for them. So while I'll meet you where you are and while I'll love you exactly where you are, I am going to tell you the truth and I am going to walk it out with you. I'm not going to just slam it on you. I'm going to come at you with that love and walk it out with you, right? So the problem usually isn't resources. Say what? no, honestly, the problem usually isn't resources, it's resourcefulness. Come on, the problem usually isn't resources, it's resourcefulness, right? How many of you have really, 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 really wanted something and it didn't make sense? You're like, sub to my resources, this ain't happening, but you figured it out. You got creative and really innovative and made it happen, resourcefulness, okay? So when you start acting on your resourcefulness, it's interesting how resources start flowing to you as well, right? Start practicing what you want and it flows to you, okay? So increase your self-worth. Start being kind to yourself. Look for approval within so you're not seeking it outside of yourself. Put some distance between who you are and what you do. You, identity, are not what you do. They're not the same thing. You are worthy because you are. You're not worthy because of what you do. You're not out here proving anything. Don't compare yourself with other people. Increase your self-worth. You've got to be strong in who you're here to be. You have to. Eliminate unnecessary stress. So some of us live in chronic stress. Like we think that that's normal, but again, it's not normal. Just because some people choose it doesn't mean that you have to. And some stress is a choice. So here's what I mean. Some stress is unnecessary. Okay? Okay. Eliminate unnecessary stress by determining what's the problem, what causes the problem. Sometimes it's us hindering ourselves like we mentioned at the beginning. What are the possible solutions? And what is the best possible solution out of all of those solutions? And then also rest. All of these things that I'm mentioning are ways to be resourceful, because when you rest, it's not actually laziness. And I used to believe that it was, but it's not. It's actually what increases our effectiveness, okay? So you got to model the way about rest. If you don't want to be a workaholic and show that model to your kids, rest. Show them something different. Get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And rest happens physically, mentally, your sensory rest, right? Sometimes you need to stop looking at screens. Sometimes you need to get creative. When you get creative, that actually fuels you. You need an emotional rest. You need social rest. Sometimes you can't be around humans. You need a spiritual rest. You need to connect with God. Be still. Read the word. Get some truth in you. Develop yourself. Right In his presence is fullness of joy. Whenever you encounter his presence, he has everything you need. He has supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. He's got everything you need for your soul. He's the great physician. He knows what's up. Just tap into him. Live your values to live an intentional life. That's how you start doing it, right? One day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. When you're in a gap, even metaphorically speaking, sometimes this is something that we just imagine. You're desperate to get there. If I could just get there, right? Because you're trying to escape here. You're like, ew, I hate this job. I hate this relationship. I hate that, right? We do it. (laughs) You're bouncing around rather than getting real and getting traction. You aren't thinking about the long term. You're impulsively trying to fill an unresolved need. Okay? Significant certainty, uncertainty, connection contribution. These are needs that we have, and a lot of times we try to get them met in very silly ways, silly and unsustainable ways. Instead of living in the gap, you can set your own course. You can stop worrying about what other people think of you. You can stop seeking approval of how you're living your life, and you can stop trying to measure up to other people's standards of success. I really think it's interesting too when people that you are going to seek success principles from. They're not actually successful in the area that you're seeking their perspective on. Not usually the best person to seek advice from. Yes, you can learn from anybody, period. Right. But why? Just just examine that. Why would you seek success advice from somebody that doesn't have success in that area? Asking for a friend. Instead, you decide what success means to you and choose the life you'll live. Choose it, you become radically responsible for it. You are entirely up to you, period. Realize that you're living your life now. This is not something that you get to decide. Again, you don't know your lifespan, you don't know it. The word says, teach us to number our days, right? That we might live them intentionally, like they matter. Like, today is a gift. It wasn't promised. You're not making yourself breathe. That's a gift. You're here on purpose, and that purpose is to live like it. Keep your love on. Create the contribution and the impact that only you can, like it matters, and it's necessary, and it's urgent. It is. Courageously seize the freedom to be whoever you genuinely want to be. To be free is to be able to choose for yourself. You have free will. You have the capability to choose. You also have the courage to choose. You are the one who controls and directs your life as you see fit. You can also seek God and seek his wisdom. That would be my recommendation, but you get to take full ownership. You're not looking to someone or something outside of yourself. You exercise free will and choice. You don't blame other people. You don't focus on the hand that you were dealt. You look at it and you're like, what up? What now? Okay. Freedom ass. Okay. Got it. See it. What will I do now? What will I do now? Not good, bad, right or wrong. I just accept what is here. What will I do now? When you're in a gap, you're avoiding here while trying to get there, but never actually arriving there because the gap says happiness is after the next achievement. Happiness is somewhere in the distant future. Happiness is when I get that partner. Happiness is out there, but happiness is never here. In believing that, you will fail to appreciate who you are and everything you've done up to this point. I did this really great exercise that God gave me as a download where you literally write out a timeline of your life. So just draw a line, it's a timeline with those little etch marks in it. And you do it in seven year increments, so like zero to seven, shoop; seven to 14, shoop; right? 14 to 21, shoop; 21 to 28, shoop; right? And in the top of this, you write down everything that you were up against in your life in all of those different seasons. Woo! from zero to seven, this is what was happening in my life. Dang, girl, right? And then from seven to 14, this is what's up, right? And you just write down everything that was happening. And then in the bottom, you write down what God brought you through or what God did and what you achieved, okay? And the whole point of this exercise is to be like, yo, right? Like if God brought me through all that, there's no way he's not going to fail me now. Right? There's no way he's going to fail me now. There's no way he's going to drop me. There is no way that he only took me through that to drop me. Like, not a chance. That's just not who he is. Like, look at his track record, right? Or look at everything that I've made it through and that I've actually cultivated. The character that I developed, the mindsets that I developed, the healing that I access, the freedom that I'm walking in, right? Like, look at all of this that I've trained, the skills that I've got, the things that I've mastered, the things that I've overcome, right? That's all backing me as I make this next move. And what that teaches you is to stop looking out ahead of you and start appreciating, like, who you actually are, who God is, and what he has brought you through, what you've achieved up to this point, because all of that is momentum for what you're about to break through. All of that is backing you and supporting you. If we focus on what we lack, we lose what we have. If we focus on what we have, we gain what we lack. Whoof! That's a whole word, okay? So something that I want to heal on today is this idea about wanting. Are you saying that I can't have what I want never? <laughs> right? Are you saying that it's bad to desire what you desire? No, I'm saying actually desire what you desire. Right? Wanting what we're doing is usually not wanting, by the way. What we're doing is fearing and saying all the reasons why it can't happen. So what I'm actually offering right now is wanting is a gift. Wanting is capability, right? This transformation from needing something and being desperate and graspy and really being in fear, and not believing, to wanting, to owning it, to expecting it, to preparing for it, to being the person that's ready to steward it, to investing in your development to make sure that you have what it takes to steward well what you're given, right? That shift is capability. The more you do it, the better you get at it. It's a risk at first, right? Because your previous tendencies of like justifying why you need to stay safe and self-preserve and all of that are stronger, right? But then you start developing a new habit and then you get better and better and better at wanting what you want. So you can have an intense commitment to succeed and have a healthy detachment from what you're doing. Wanting actually empowers you. When you take a wanting approach to your life and to your future, it means that you're leaving behind a world of needing. It means that no one else is responsible for your future progress and success. In the wanting world, there is an abundance of resources as a result of the creativity and innovation that comes from wanting, because I want this, because I desire this, because I decide that that's possible for me and God is going to make it happen with me, we're going to partner together on this thing because he put that desire in my heart, it's inevitable. And I am going to work with him to bring it forth. Different than being needy and desperate and begging and pleading. Different. So you get to decide what your success criteria is in life. You know that you're being successful when? Define the parameters for you. Changing your measurement of success gives you the following benefits. You will liberate yourself from the gap. (laughs) You don't have to live in a gap anymore after today unless you choose to. You'll get off the treadmill of trying to work harder and harder to reach an unreachable result. You'll stop comparing yourself and competing with anyone else. Huge waste of time only makes you miserable and dulls your authenticity. You appreciate where you truly are. You appreciate your progress. You appreciate everything in your life. You see every experience as a win. Every experience is bearing fruit, right? That's teaching you something. You're enabled to transform every experience into a benefit. You never start from scratch every day, but with the momentum of all of the wins behind you. You start each day already happy based on what you've achieved to this point and with enthusiasm about how you'll expand that moving forward. Becoming flexible. There's actually a term called being psychologically or psychological flexibility. That's the term, right? So when you're flexible, what this means is is you can feel full spectrum of emotion without being overwhelmed by that, and you can still move forward when things are uncomfortable. They don't debilitate you. So becoming flexible means you can move forward through uncertainty, and it means you can control the meaning of your experiences in a way that serves you and become better as a result. Okay? So... As we wrap here, I want to give you this interesting metaphor. There's a quote from Joan Halifax that says this. All too often, our so-called strength comes from fear, not love. Instead of having a strong back, many of us have a defended front shielding a weak spine. In other words, we walk around brittle and defensive, trying to conceal our lack of confidence. If we strengthen our backs, metaphorically speaking, and develop a spine that's flexible and sturdy, then we can risk having a front that's soft and open, representing choiceless compassion. The place in your body where these two meet, strong back and soft front, is the brave, tender ground in which to root our caring deeply. How can we give and accept care with strong back soft front compassion, moving past fear into a place of genuine tenderness. I believe it comes about when we can truly be transparent, see the world clearly, and let the world see into us. Yo, it's powerful, right? So what is the strong back? We can spend our life betraying ourselves and choosing fitting in over standing alone, but Once you've stood up for yourself and your beliefs, the bar is higher. Strengthening our back means to no longer be driven by what people think. Perfecting, pleasing, proving, and pretending. Getting all of that out of the way. One way to strengthen our courage muscle is to practice it. And that work looks like boundaries. Learning to set, hold, and respect boundaries. The challenge is letting go of being liked and the fear of disappointing people. It looks like reliability, learning how to say what we mean and mean what we say. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. doesn't get more clear than that. We just have to be bold in our yes and our no. The challenge is not over committing and over promising to please others or to prove yourself. Accountability, learning how to step up Be accountable, take responsibility, and issue meaningful apologies when we're wrong. The challenge is letting go of blame and staying out of shame. You know, when people have a tendency to say shame on you, I always say shame off you. Shame off you, right? The vault. Learn how to keep confidences to recognize what is actually yours to share and what's not. The challenge is to stop using gossip as a way to connect with people and start connecting in healthy and authentic ways, supportive ways. Integrity, learning how to practice our values even when it's uncomfortable and hard. The challenge is choosing courage over comfort in these moments. Being non-judgmental means learning how to give and receive help, and the challenge is letting go of the helper and fixer identity and as the source of our self-worth. And generosity, learning how to set the boundaries, right? That allows us to be generous. The challenge is being honest and clear about what's others and what's okay and what's not okay. Soft front. A soft front means getting comfortable with vulnerability rather than trying to hide and self-protect. Vulnerability just means uncertainty, risk, And emotional exposure. You're actually letting people see into you versus pretending like you're tough and you've got it all together. It's not weakness. It's actually our most accurate measure of courage. Are you willing to show up and be seen when you can't control the outcome? Are you willing to create courageous spaces so you can be fully seen? And lastly, wild heart. Wild heart. Means living out of the paradox of love in our lives. It's the ability to be tough and tender, excited and scared, brave and afraid, all in the same moment. It's showing up in our vulnerability and our courage, being both fierce and kind. You can be aware of what's happening, the part you play, and how you can make it better. And it doesn't mean you have to deny your joy in life. A front made of love and a back made of courage. You have what it takes to create that, okay? You can be a vibrant example of what's possible with God. If you recognize from what we started unpacking today that you've been living in past conditioning, that you've been just going through the motions in your life, that you've been a victim of circumstances rather than a creator of your reality, that you haven't really been being who you believe that you're form-shaped and anointed to be, that you're not actually intentionally creating the more in your life that you know is out there for you and that you are an active participant in creating, right? God wants to co-create with you. If you realize that, that is not a place to be sad. It is a place to be inspired. And you can actively start closing that gap every single day. It literally is one day at a time, one step at a time, and one moment at a time. I've mentioned before, that right now, I have decided to offer 10 spots to work with people one-on-one. Often, this is not the case, but it has been on my heart to make that available. So if you are somebody that wants to go deep into this work, start doing these things. Start actively working out your transformation from the inside out. Start being an example of what's possible with God. Start aligning and tracking with him and building spirit-driven success in your life. Start actualizing the desires that he put in your heart on purpose, not to tease you because you're the one for the job. You're the one to manifest that with him. If you want to partner together, I would be honored. All you have to do, it's very simple, just email the team. It's info at julianapage.com. Put coaching in the subject line, and this is what it could look like. We will partner together. We'll meet once a week for 60 minutes for three months. It can go more than that. Often it does, but at least to give you a firm foundation, that's as simple as it gets. Just email info at julianapage.com. Put coaching in the subject line, and we'll make sure to hop on a call to see if this fits for you in the season that you're in right now. The other thing to look forward to, we have another round of the God's Vibes Mastermind opening or launching here in March. So this is upcoming, we'll actually start on April 10th. So if that's something that you wanna get into, plan for that now, you can actually apply for it. So you can apply over at CourageCode.org. www.couragecode.org. You'll see the option to apply for it. So you can get over there, as well. And if you liked what we shared today, this is something that you can get involved in every single month. You can get notes to this. You can get access to replays. You can get help virtually on the content and work it out. Ask questions ongoing as they come up. We have a team that will answer all of those and support you in walking this out. It's so, so important. We've been offering this for free because we just believe in getting these tools in the hands of more people and empowering them in their life, helping them show up as the powerful people. They've been form-shaped in anointed to be, who they're actually designed to be, so they can actually be an active participant in creating the reality and actualizing the destiny and the call that is on their life. So this is something that we take very seriously and something that we make free on purpose, but the actual monthly masterclass is a subscription so that you get that value and that extra coaching. The Mastermind, if you get plugged into that, I'll share more on that next month. But if you get plugged into that, you'll actually get a year of that masterclass for free. So you have that to look forward to. And you also have the opportunity right now to work one-on-one together. So think it over. As I always say, pray about it. And if God is inspiring you to take action, don't delay. Respond with instant obedience. Sending love to all of you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the god's vibes mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace you'll have lifetime access to that a community of women doing this alongside of you a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey and i just want you to imagine for a second Having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self image and self esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned, Mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results, gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity, and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think, and succeed the way He always intended, and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you wanna be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine you will become an example of what's possible with God.